Hello, Annie Trenders. Thank you for your patience, and welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. It is I, James, finally reunited with both of the usual suspects. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, everyone. This is Gracie, jumping back and forth from Girl Taku in this podcast. I almost introduced myself as just Girl Taku, so <laughs> that was a mistake I was glad to get away from. <laughs> and this is Nico, one of your co-hosts for the ninth anime trending awards and now that i finally got a chance to do a recording after we did the live show i now feel like it's been probably like a two-week celebration of what we've done that's why we haven't done any podcast recordings we've been busy and not busy from like a lot of other stuff um i think post anime trending awards so i think i think the one thing i want to iterate is that really grateful for all the turnout for for the awards and i was super excited um Funnily enough, James, yeah, I was going to say, yes. so you know how one of our, our friends is getting married, right? Yes. So at the pre-wedding ceremony, like last weekend, I ran into someone just totally random that happened to work at Sony as well in the US oh, site. Hysterical. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Do I have to, I'm, I'm talking about anime trending to like a random Sony executive in the middle of like a scenario where like I didn't think that i was going to be talking about anime trending at like this kind of wedding party so that was a really really small world like that I, those those situations are always so funny because usually they all work out totally fine but i know i always get that moment of like intense panic of like oh no i have been recontextualized now and now i need to think back to every action i have taken previously this night to make sure i didn't make an ass of myself <laughs> No, I know. And that's why, like, on, on the on one of the group chats, I was like, yo, Quok, I need to talk to you right now because of just some random fate is happening. <laughs> so, yeah, very serendipitous. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, things have been busy, though, here at Anime Trending and also uh, Anime Trending staff outside of it. I, my, uh, as y'all know, I'm a uni student, and so I, uh, my family came to visit for spring break, which was awesome, except uh, my family came to visit for spring break which is also incredibly draining uh, <laughs> i i love my family but uh i i guess it's been a really long time since i remembered how they vacationed which is intensely and also i've learned that my eating habits have diverged significantly from the rest of my family which is uh which means that i'm the one that gets the grumpiest during the day because my dad snacks all the time. He just packs a bag full of snacks and will just sl basically just graze the entire day on like that sounds like my mom <laughs> like uh like carrots and and crackers and whatnot um and then my mom and my sister will eat like something in the morning and then just won't eat anything until dinner um and my eating schedule is wake up, have coffee, and then don't eat anything until the early afternoon, and then have dinner. So I still do basically two meals a day. It's just shifted differently. But that means that my my parents and my sister have gotten used to like doing trips together without me, which has never had any conflict, because my dad just eats all of the snacks that he has packed, and my mom and sister basically have a small breakfast and then don't eat anything until dinner time. Meanwhile, I get added to the mix. Everybody is still having, like, small breakfast, including me, because I don't normally have breakfast. So I don't have, like, an appetite right when I wake up. Uh, and then we go off and we do our thing. And then lunchtime arrives. And my body goes, you gotta eat. 
And then lunchtime passes, and I have not eaten anything. And we move on into the evening, and my blood sugar levels drop, and then I become just irascible and not fun to be around. Uh, which kind of sucks, because then after at some point you realize, like, oh, I'm the reason why everything is going poorly, because I just can't handle it right now. Um, yeah, not it, it, it took some adjusting. Sounds very intense for what sounds like it should be a pretty chill vacation. And then it just ends up being like that. My family doesn't vacation in a way that I think can be considered chill. We, we've we mellowed out now. We now have like a day of just lying around usually. Um, but that's only for like long trips. For short trips, which this basically was for them, uh, you lounge around after you get back. Uh, like I'm usually, there are several vacations where I have come back from a trip and been more tired than before I left. Uh, <laughs> um, which is normally fine. It's how I, it's how you manage to squeeze out like 12 hours worth of content in a 10 hour day. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. I still, I, it's still pretty good though. Uh, mostly cause my parents showed up and they bought me a bunch of stuff cause they rented a car, which means I could drive to places. I got new shoes. I'm very excited. But enough about me. Um, chart check. That's a thing we do. Getting back into the rhythm of the podcast. And it's been so long that like now you're going to yeah. have a chart check that might be completely different from, I think, what I was remembering. Unless there's been like kind of the same trajectory for this season. Well, uh, we've got some stuff. Uh, we got some some new things showing up. We got some things falling out. Uh, I'm excited because Gracie's here. So now we get to hear her opinion again, as she is the one that watches all the shows every time all ever. Um, so yeah, let's get, let's get right into it. This is week 10. This was published on March 19th. And uh, in first place, we have the angel next door spoils me rotten. Uh, in second place, we have Vinland saga season two. In third place, we have the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. In fourth place, we have Tomo-chan is a girl. In fifth place, we have Buddy Daddies. In sixth place, we have Near Automata, version 1.1a. Uh, in seventh place, we have Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Season 4, okay, Part 2. Don Machi. I almost just read that in. shorted it, Don Machi. <laughs> No, I I read out all of it. I didn't shorten my Ma- I didn't shorten Maji Revo, so I can't shorten okay, all the rest fair, of it. Fair. Um in eighth place we have the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. In ninth place, we have Onimai, I'm now your sister. And in tenth place, we have the Tukor anime, which is My Hero Academia season six. And then also in tenth place, we have Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro, second attack uh thoughts i'm i i didn't pay attention to last week's chart so i'm like oh hey look uh vinland saga was number one last week and now it's number two this week and that's good good job vinland saga uh i guess the main thing is that this is probably the last week near automata yeah, is gonna be in the top 10 because it's been delayed like again and it's actually kind of upsetting i, I think i think it's more upsetting on the second delay only because, like, I feel like it got enough time to differentiate itself from just a straight video game adaptation from the story. I think it actually does a lot of really nice um, choices to translate the show, like, as an anime show, um, while also still maintaining a lot of the connections from the series that are kind of, like, 
things that you have to figure out either through wiki or somehow know like the rest of the show but like there's that from from outside information that you might not know during the playthroughs that i think does a really good job in like kind of making it be its own thing um so now yeah it's just it's it delays it's it's gonna be stuck is it gonna be stuck in limbo then because like the broad the broadcast blocks are usually like given out in a per season basis yeah it's 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 limbo for sure like i don't know when the next broadcasting is because the point is that they're they're losing their broadcast slot from this delay now and so since tv broadcast schedule is what three or four months in advance it's probably going to be like wonder egg where the idea is that you're you're gonna have to just put it on the next available slot um regardless of whether or not it's going to be done um at that point yeah so uh that's rough yeah it's 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 really rough within within the pipeline for anaplex i guess yeah i don't know if other shows had it either but yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no i, I was, I was just, just gonna say this... like with the uh, anaplex i remember the other one uh, what was the other show we talked about that had the big delay from Anaplex? Because near near was a big one, and then there uh, was Kubo won't let me be invisible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I I haven't heard anything on Kubo yet, but um, I think they're. Uh, I think it's more like a standard. I think aren't they? They're starting. Yeah, it was like a, a, a full season, just okay. kicking it down, uh, which I think is the more sensible thing to do. Gives you more more time, and then also structurally it's easier to just say we're just going to move it one over and still fit into this existing schedule setup i wonder how they managed to land the slot maybe something else got like bumped out and is getting moved elsewhere who knows i certainly don't what what were we going to say about buddy daddies isn't it new i'm seeing this plus sign here on the uh... returned is what it is um it had i thought we had it I thought we had a re-entry symbol, didn't we? Yes, because it had a recap episode, and so it was taken off the charts because of that. And then, right. it, yeah, but before that, Buddy Daddy's was like second or third. So, yeah, two dads. I saw a funny joke about that. Actually, it was a comic of a. Weirdly enough, it was like a girl with with two dads, and so it was like Happy Father's Day, and she hands a present to like one dad, and he opens it, and it says Number Two Dad on it. Which Ouch. kind of impl- <laughs> yeah, which kind of implies that like the other dad got the number one dad, except then the other dad walks in and he is also holding a number two dad mug, which I think is really funny. They're both they're both the second best dad. Who is the best dad? We'll never know. <laughs> uh, well, um, my opinion on the charts is I've kind of become resigned towards the angel spoils me rotten at number one even though it does not deserve to be up there mm-hmm. whatsoever its production yeah. is a complete mess like the way that mel like i mean mel describes it best in the because he studies sakuga the most but he's like the production is literally melting like it looks terrible and uh, more s- so than anime production is usually melting like yeah it's, it just seems <laughs> to be like a base state of like how melting is it yeah yeah, and then That's um, rough. and then it's like the story sucks. I honestly hate the stories. It it is it is literally one of the most boring like my good Christian anime I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally one of the most boring rom com I have genuinely ever seen. Like it's so bad that I cannot remember the characters' names despite watching a whole season of it because I care so little about them and. 
they feel like they have so little personality. <laughs> so, so like you know how like how people would always ironically joke that like hand holding is like the lewdest thing in the universe. Like I feel like the yes. angel next door takes that like kind of literally, where it's like any sort of romance in any way kind of just feels like it has to be like at a distance. I, I guess I guess relative to like other other romance shows, it's just kind of like it's not even that is I and you know what if listeners get mad at me for this, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> it's honestly sexist. I I genuinely find this rom com to be sexist because the dialogue about the girl is constantly about how she is the perfect housewife, how she knows how to do chores, how mm -hmm. she looks like a housewife and stuff. It's like every other episode, the other characters or the character or like the main character has to mention it, and I'm like I don't like I I have never heard like somehow it is worse. Than the sort of raunchy fan service sexism that anime usually has. Like, I don't know why. And, or actually, I do know why because actually Mother's Basement made a really, really good video about it. He actually included it in like top trash of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. did not hold back on his criticism. And specifically, he noted that this anime feels more insidious in its sexism because of the fact that it layers it under the slice of life aura and feel when in reality, it's just using the girl as this perfect, as this perfect housewife who's meant to take, stay at home and take care of you and for you to self insert. And he's like, that is somehow worse than the anime that are shameless about it. Because at the very least, the anime that are shameless about it, you're like, you know, you're you're just like you know what they're doing, and they're not trying to hide what they're doing either. But this one is specifically trying to be like, oh no, we're actually a slice of life rom com. When at the end of the day, it's just another piece of here's a perfect girl, and here's why mm -hmm. because she's the perfect housewife. So. I was gonna say like, there's literally no other positive traits that can't just be attributed back to like stereotypical gender role like housewife role is that, that's kind of what it sounds like to me is like there's just no personality outside of just this weird weird idealism yes exactly and actually i'm going to go ahead and read one of the comments left on our charts by someone on facebook who i thought really summed it up super well um so let's see basically let me pull it up really quickly uh, oh gosh, now Facebook decides to be slow on me because I need it. <laughs> All right, Bruno, insert elevator music. <laughs> okay, Angel is so overrated. Like, it's a decent anime, but a romance needs contribution from both parties. Meanwhile, in this show, the male lead does absolutely nothing. And the female lead just cooks for him, cleans for him, takes care of him, and loves him unconditionally just because he gave her an umbrella. It's so self-insert and wish fulfillment. She looks more like his mom, not his lover, not gonna lie. Look at how good <laughs> romance like Kaguya or Horimiya, and you will notice that both the male lead and the female lead have their struggles. They have their own goals to move towards to make themselves better characters in the process. But here, the male lead is just empty. If the show needs it makes him realize that he needs to start make, taking care of himself more, then I would enjoy it. But currently, it's just the perfect female lead and her adopted child. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of nails it on the head. Like, even they, they cited some, like, what are broadly considered, like, top-tier romance uh, anime as, like, examples of good um, of good parts of, you know, uh, words. Good examples of the genre. But I'd say even, like, 
lower quality ones. I don't want to say like lower quality, but things that are, are maybe less nuanced or just are decide to be maybe perhaps even a little raunchier or just more base and not trying to hide anything. Like, as you were mentioning earlier, like, you know, we're just going to play it. Like, everybody knows what they're watching. They all signed up for this. We're just going to delete, you know, it does what it says on the tin. Um, I was going to even, even say, so of- yeah, like, even, like, the garbage, like, domestic girlfriend at least has character depth, even if it's, like, completely Yeah, garbage. it's weird. Yeah, it is garbage, but I will say I still thought the characters were interesting, even though the plot sucked, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you, if you dislike a character for, like, good... Uh, like, you can dislike a character because they're boring, which is bad. You can also dislike a character because you think they're a bad person. But that that's still good because it means that they have enough personality that you can hate them. Yeah, I actually want to point out um, Kubo, which stopped in the middle. I think Kubo and uh, the angel next door spoils me rotten have very similar vibes in regards to things. And I watched both of them. But Kubo, there is like there's still charm between the couple. Like I get the couple in the sense it isn't just like, yes, the girl is, it does fall into the stereotypical. Oh, the girl is more eccentric. And for whatever reason she does that, she decides to take interest in the guy who doesn't have friends and is alone and stuff like that. But the guy, I still liked him because of the fact that there is a level of um, it. There is a level of him where it's just like, oh, he is extremely good at taking care of his younger brother. And uh, and uh, it's a funny gag because it's not like he wants to be invisible. It's literally apparently his face and his like presence is so like minimal and small that people just don't see him, including in just other daily activities. Like he'll often watch his little brother play and like older um, and adults would get worried because all they see is a young kid playing by themselves. And they're like, where are your parents and stuff? And what is with this sassy lost child? Yeah, and then the little, and then the, his little brother would be like, oh, I'm with my brother and stuff. And his brother's like, oh, you know, uh, Seta, who's the, um, I mean, sorry, not Satan, but brother. the protagonist would just be like, oh, I, I'm his older brother. I'm watching him. And the adult would be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even sense him. Like, it's it's a genuine funny gag in regards to the fact that, you know, he doesn't get quote unquote noticed and stuff. So, like, I'm just like when I have I just feel like this is such a good, perfect example of. One of them is a very basic rom-com, but it still has uniqueness and charm to it to make it, like, enjoyable, even if it's not amazing or incredible or top tier, per se, especially compared to, like, Kaguya-sama or Horimiya. And then there's The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, where the whole point of it is this perfect girl who's meant to be a housewife who takes care of this sad, lonely guy because he was nice to her one time. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it, man, children, not good. Mm-hmm. It's it's becoming like a trend. There was a I was uh, watching a video on it by a YouTube channel called The Financial Diet, which talks about like you know personal finance and lifestyle stuff. Uh, and uh, one of the topics was basically about like cup like it's a it's a trend on social media that's like everybody's posting about it. Uh, it's stop doing this. Stop letting this happen. Stop being like the lady that posts on TikTok being like, here's all the things I do. And it's like, is your partner not contributing to this like relationship? You see, you have adopted another child. Uh, (laughs) It's not good. Yeah. So it's, um, I've like, but it's been on top for so long now that I've just kind of resigned myself to it, but it is also 
disappointing that it's on top when literally Vinland Saga is there, when Magi Revel is there. Heck, Tomotron is a girl has also has similar vibes with that sort of basic rom-com thing. Still has charm, still has unique characters, you know, like I, I understand the couple, so that that's right there and it's below this basic, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 No, it's the it's towards the end of the season, Gracie. We've reached the acceptance part of the the stage. Yeah, I know. Um, I literally went through <laughs> the stages of grief. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because it started out like there's no way it's gonna stay at the top, and then kind of like anger about like why is this still at the top? I don't know if we ever bargain. We've we've asked politely on the podcast, please vote for something else. I guess that counts. Yeah, I guess that counts. We, 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 didn't, we didn't bargain hard enough. We should have been like, yeah, I'll literally pay you like five dollars to vote for Inland <laughs> Saga over Angel <laughs> Or any other ones. Literally from five or I'm I'm just looking at five right now, but from five to two, every single one of them is better. Actually probably all of top ten is better than that one. So even um, only my <laughs> actually unironically even only yeah. my, even only my. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness anyway so that is the chart check everybody sorry. unless we have any <laughs> final comments on it no no it's good we're filling time uh excellent we're gonna we're gonna meet our quota uh but yeah speaking of Onimai. I watched some episodes. I I would. It's really funny because when we were initially going to record this podcast, I was caught up, uh, and then I got busy and fell behind a few episodes. So now I'm behind again. Uh, but um, let's talk about Onimai, which is actually an abbreviation, um, or not an abbreviation. It's a uh, what is the term? It's like it's it's a uh, portmanteau. There we go. It's like how, uh, you know, um, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon is Don Machi and the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady is Maji Revo. Um, the, the actual title is uh, Onichan wa Oshimai, or, uh, which is uh, your, your, my older brother is over. <laughs> uh, and so the... Oni from Onichan is combined with the Mai from Oshimai to make uh, Onimai. And uh, it is uh, a series about uh, Mahiro Oyama, who's this like neat, he calls himself a, uh, a home security officer, which is a euphemism for, yeah, an unemployed guy who just stays at home all the time. Um, and he has a genius younger sister who. Turns him into a little girl. Uh, and so episode one starts with, with Mahiro waking up and realizing that he is a child. Um, and freaking out until his sister kind of uh, is like, yeah, no, I did, a, I did an experiment on you without your permission and turned you into a little girl. It'll wear off at some point. Meanwhile, get used to it. Hmm. Uh, and, 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 and he does. Uh, there's a, there was a really good meme. I saw, which was the uh, the astronaut one, which is like, wait, it's been X the whole time, and it's like always has been. Uh, which, <laughs> what? Which, is, which is uh, which is like, wait, it's been, it's just been cute girls doing cute things. It's like always has been. It's the whole, it's a cute girls doing cute. Things. Um, which is which is not what I expected. Like the premise sounds super like uncomfortable or it's gonna like it sounds like something that either becomes like super horny or 
it 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 can it just starts treading into potentially like dangerous territory in terms of like well mostly just super horny yeah like can they show this on tv because what it sounds like where where it goes (laughs) yeah it is and um and and so i was actually rather charmed by it um even just outside of the cute girls doing cute things uh which i'm like i'll watch a cute girls doing cute things show absolutely um one of my one of my Discord friends was uh, streaming new game uh, uh, while we were playing some video games together, uh, and then I I seriously contemplate rewatching Laid Back Camp like every week. <laughs> um, yeah, understandable. And so, and so yeah, that that genre is is totally fine with me. But there are aspects of it, uh, like sibling relationship wise, that I'm like, this is really cool. And so the, um. I'm going to assume neither of you are going to watch it, and we're far enough into the season that I don't mind, like, talking about specific plot points. I know this will have zero context for either of you, but I'm totally okay with it. And if I tried to give you the context, it would just be me summarizing entire episodes, which is not what you want. So, anyway, there is a scene where uh, afterwards... um, So, it's... Mahiro is our our protagonist, and his younger sister, Mihari, who is, like, the genius researcher. Uh, Mihari is basically, like, teaching... Mahiro how to like be a girl and like hey you're gonna dress like this because all your clothes don't fit you anymore I put out a bunch of outfits for you You get used to wearing dresses and things um and uh we we gotta go out and you gotta go we we, we gotta go bra shopping and hey you feel super uncomfortable because you're on your period now this is a thing that happens uh which is which gives Mahiro the thing of like wait you have to deal with this every month. Oh my god, I have to deal with this every month. Oh, <laughs> which I I found pretty amusing because um, I I feel like a lot of the times when guys first learn about like what periods are, they're like, this this is a thing, and people are miserable. Oh god, that sounds that sounds awful. And then everybody. This was a situation in my, like, high school class that was, like, kind of the revelation. And, like, all the girls in the class were like, yeah, it sucks. I guess I, I guess my main question is, like, how is it presented within the show? Because remember when, like, my one critique on your name, I always felt like the body swapping thing is done a little. Like, there's a couple scenes that I felt were super weird in, like, the context of body swapping. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's kind of like a little bit more of, like, the weird like kind of presented a little fetishy in some spots yeah i think so and i I don't think that 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 comes across uh in onimai because and weirdly enough i'm going to now reference the complaints that we had about um the angel next door spoils me rotten because the whole reason why mihari turns mahiro into a little girl is it's because it's part of her big brother rehabilitation project because her (laughs) older brother is this unemployed neat who spends all of his time playing video games in his room and so this dramatic change in both like physical appearance and you know a little bit of mental state as well um is kind of like a reset button and so now mahiro has to learn how to be a person again and since he was essentially a man child before now he's just a child um and so the learning how to socialize with other people again learning how to do chores learning how to do all that like 
it's rehabilitation, it's development, it's it's all of that. But you could also view it as this is what every it's a little bit like parenting, where if you have a child, you have to teach them how to be a functioning member of society. It's just that in this case, we are teaching somebody how to be a functioning member of society again, mm-hmm. um, which like really works. And at first I was like kind of annoyed with Mihari because I'm like, wow, that is that is a huge violation of like personal boundaries like surprise i turned you into a little girl uh will it wear off probably um but i don't want to say that like her motivations behind it make her correct or like morally right but there's some justification for it which is uh um the um she you know it's it's uh there's a couple flashbacks back to like when mahiro remembers being the older brother and actually being like a good older brother that took care of his kid sister um and then kind of became a neat because his younger sister overshadowed him so quickly um and so she mihari kind of misses you know has memories of that as a child and like misses the you know older brother that would take care of her and wants that back um and thinks that you know rehabilitating mahiro will 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 bring that situation back again and that really you see it a little bit in a couple flashbacks, you see it in the giant binder that's like her entire plan for the the Big Brother rehabilitation project. But the time that it really sticks out is when um, uh, Mihari gets sick and Mahiro has to be like, oh man, I have to do all the chores now. Uh, and so he tries to figure out how to do the laundry and he's trying to figure out how to vacuum correctly and goes, hey, wait, when people are sick, one of the things you can do, one of the things that you're supposed to do is like, make food for them i should figure out how to make rice porridge or whatever and so he stumbles through that and you know kind of makes a mess out of the kitchen but finally succeeds and brings up the food to mihari and is like i made you some food it probably doesn't taste very good but here it is and uh mihari's response is basically to burst into tears because this is the first time that mahiro has like done anything for her in a really long time it's proof that he cares about her uh, and is willing to like put in the effort for that. Uh, and so it's kind of like tears of joy, I guess, but you know, overwhelmed by emotion and crying. And that really like clinched of like, okay, I'm totally on board with this series. It's about, you know, siblings kind of restoring their bond together as well as, um, you know, a man child learning how to renegate with reintegrate with society. And then on top of all of that, which are like real themes, we just get cute girls doing cute things which i'm totally on board for so so, so let's, overall, let's like recap so it's an incredibly yes. Sorry. cursed premise yes that also has an incredibly not cursed show about learning different perspectives <laughs> and it's also yes. under the under the presentation of a cute girls doing cute things show there's so many there's like like i don't want to call this a layered show but like it it almost painfully like it it physically pains me to call that layer just because the first layer feels so like like i felt i felt really weird trying to go through this and try to like understand what you you are totally right nick it is it is more complicated than it has any right to be which is great and also makes me really angry. <laughs> yeah, like I was <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Gracie, please, I need I need some other input on that because I was like I wish I had my camera on because I was just like, what in the what in the <laughs> <laughs> like, 
And then, like, James, I, I'm just picturing James, like, in that Zelda CDI merchant guy, like, doing, like, the explanation pose, like, <laughs> like that whole time describing Odie But, no, no, like, the fact that, like, I can I can totally see what you're saying is, like, kind of freaks me out a little I bit. I guess I do have some questions about yeah. it. Like, obviously, first of all, it is 100% a crossing of boundary to change the physical body of her brother, especially when it doesn't seem like he was struggling with gender dysphoria or anything like that. I think, like, um, I don't know, like that is genuinely horrifying to me. Like, a if I problematic on that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very like violating. A violating that's the right word. Thank you. Yeah, I was just like, if I woke up suddenly as a guy, like that's no, I no. <laughs> so, um, but I think like. I am kind of curious because I've seen comments from certain people who criticize the show and think that it just takes a very surface level view of what it actually means to be a woman, specifically in Japan growing up as a teenage girl. Like, for example, like the whole period thing, like how much did they talk about it? Like, did they talk about how it affects girls in different ways some of them get really moody some of them actually it doesn't affect them at all some of them you know like me actually completely collapse and cannot move for an entire day like is the or is it just like oh this is something that happens oh man you have to deal with this like once every month and they just move forward it uh it, it's definitely more on the latter than it is the former there's a lot there is like a discussion on like this is what it is and this is kind of what you're gonna have to do for it and this is why you have to like this is why you're gonna want a hot pad this is why you know you're you are feeling this way and there is a little bit of like some people it affects more than others looks like it's affecting you pretty hard um i that's kind of it though because again i don't want it, to it's it's interesting because I, I totally get where you're coming from, and uh, my my response to that to some degree is, like, there is, uh, you have to do everything in, like, stages, and since this isn't, like, how do I, how do I, how do I put this? Um, it's, you, for some folks, it is never, like, the these explanations are never going to be adequate enough, and mm-hmm. you then yeah. have to look at what the show is trying to be. And I don't think what this show is trying to be is a show about how difficult it is to be a woman in Japan. It is a show about cute girls doing cute things. Um, and so you there, there's going to be a segment that wants something out of this show, and the show's not going to provide it. And I think that counts for just about every piece of media out there. Um, I'm not going to say they're not you know, invalid criticisms. These are definitely things that should be discussed and brought up. It's just, I think you're looking for answers in the wrong place or you're looking for representation maybe in the wrong place. Um, I don't know. I I feel uh, like at a surface level, I still probably would have expected a little bit more out of it because I feel like, I don't want to have to say, yeah, the body swap trope is pretty common that you kind of get the, like, the shock value going into it. And I feel like in, in, in like 2023 with like the amount of shows that we've had that kind of have that kind of trope that there would be probably like more more with it than i guess ah surprise you have body dysmorphia now it's like it's like that's that's a little weird from like like it almost feels like 10 years outdated from like that sort of premise and it was already kind of weird even like 10 years ago 
For I, me, actually, I, I think oh. the fact that they... Oh, sorry. Go on, Gracie. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> well, for me, the fact they even brought it up is, I think, something that should be worth, like, noting. Because, for example, I, uh, Ayakashi Triangle is getting an adaptation. Oh, yeah. Like, go even on. shoujo anime and female-led protagonists barely have ever talked about periods. So I do agree with James. Like, it is already pretty insane that they mentioned it in the first place. Yeah. So I yeah, it's it's that um I think you have you had other uh, other points you wanted to bring up as well, Gracie. So um, what I was going to ask is for me personally what I think what would be most important is specifically exploring the dichotomy of friendships between girls and friendships between guys and the reason why I say that in particular is that um first of all, I've uh, you know, I talked to one of uh, Jack who is a transgender man, but I've also seen stories from other transgender people that has been really eye opening because they have a unique experience of having experienced what it's like to be in a all guys friend group and then eventually shift over to an all girls fan friend group or vice versa. And they all same say the very same things for specifically uh, transgender women. They, they talk about how they experience friendship in a way that they never knew was possible, that was a lot more warm and a lot more open and a lot more easier um, and a lot easier to sort of live through life on because they were like suddenly, you know, they could talk about anything in regards to their feelings. They could talk about what's upsetting them, what's not upsetting them, if they're just annoyed and they're just loudly complaining about it. And there's this openness amongst girlfriends that they've never experienced before with their best guy friends when they were once a guy. And then on the flip side of things, I've also seen a lot of stories from transgender men, um, actually our editor included, where shifting from that all-girls friendly space to that all-guys friend group, they suddenly feel like they did lose something. I mean, they feel a lot better in their bodies, of course, because that was the bodies that they were looking for. But there is a social cultural aspect between the two genders that they lost that they actually really miss because that was the one thing that they really cherished when um, when they were not in their right bodies. And so I feel like if there is an anime to really, really focus on that, it would have been Onimai because Onimai's whole thing is that he, you know, was alone he just like locks himself in a room he doesn't really communicate with anyone and actually a lot of and this has been you know talked about over and over again like you don't even need to hear research to know that like men feeling lonely in particular have been on a huge rise and is a huge gap in comparison to specifically women and a big reason for that that a lot of transgender people have really felt is the fact that the way friendships operate between men and women are so different in a way that women often feel a lot more like a community versus men. There's almost this expectations where you have to keep certain things to yourself. And if your bro and your best guy friend notices that something is going on, they don't really ask about it either. They just try to help you and ease you, but you don't get to talk about it. And there is a sense of distance from that. So I'm like, if there is a theme to really explore that exactly as what a lot of transgender people have observed, I'm like, this is the anime for that. So um, 
does it? <laughs> All right, so let me let me let me respond, which is I can't give you that answer because I'm a dude. I'm a cis het dude. Uh I only know like basically the perspective of guy friendships. Um and so even if it was an accurate representation of female friendships, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um so that that's my initial response. Uh my follow up though is as far as how it's written um the staff give me hope that it is correct. I have to now this is now just basically wild speculation as mentioned previously I have none of the qualifications to identify whether or not the things you're looking for are here. However, the um the series composer and the uh person who did uh the scripts for I think about half the episodes is Michiko Yokote, who did um, scripts and series composition for a lot of stuff. She was the head writer for, let me just scroll through her uh, her her ANN and Wikipedia credits here. Uh, looks like we got Mononoke, the 2007 series, uh, Joshiraku in 2012, um, Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches in 2015, um, Masamune-kun's Revenge. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, Tsurune. Look at that. From 2018 to 2019. Um, Ao-chan Can't Study. The Greatest Demon Lord is Reborn as a Typical Nobody. Oh, she worked on Call of the Night. Um, so I would hope... I mean, the, the both of the main writers are women and the series composer is a woman. So they're definitely more qualified than I am or I guess any dude is to portray that in media. But again, I can't give you the answer. But I guess to your did they question. explore the theme of it though? Like at any point did the main character like express that sort of revelation or even not it doesn't even have to be like obvious or direct, but just express this. So even the main character doesn't have a point of reference. He's an unemployed neat who basically hasn't okay. had friends. So like what what are you going to compare? Like maybe there have there's like no flashbacks to like what Mahiro was like in middle school or high school or whatever. Like we don't get really any of that context. Um, so I guess maybe he could have had friends in middle school and high school, but we are never told whether or not he had friends as a kid. So these could be his first friends ever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Okay, no, that, that does. I, I was just curious about that. Yeah, because that's like, if I was writing this story, that would be like my underlying theme to explore. That's me personally. So, um. so yeah. Oh, I, I want, there was a thing that passed through my head when I was watching episodes, and this is primarily pointed at Nick because I know he's seen this show. Uh, do you remember Welcome to the NHK, Nick? No, because I haven't watched Welcome to the NHK. <laughs> you haven't watched Welcome to the NHK? No, I thought we watched it. I uh... was definitely not in that year, I think, when you were watching. Oh, no. But I, like, oh, you just describe then. it to me. What's, because... Well, there's there's an episode, there's an episode with a very similar situation where, um, the, uh, um, there, the, the main characters have to go meet somebody who, uh, an old uh, classmate of the main character guy uh, who gets wrapped up in a, like a, I think she's one of the ones involved in the multi-level marketing arc. Um, and 
she's doing it and needs to get this money because she's taking care of her neat older brother who never leaves his room and you know it's that stereotypical like man child thing of like stomps on the floor of the second floor to say that they're hungry so that somebody will bring food upstairs and there is a certain point at the end of the episode where towards the end of the episode where like the sister just leaves um she's wrapped up in something else and so the older brother who's basically been waited on hand and foot at that point uh is like stomping on the floor for food and after a, a like several days mind you like it's it's like real bad um, like not realizing realizes not that there. no like oh my god yeah realizing that the person that is always taking care of them is not available and basically is like oh i need to do this and it it ends kind of on a happier note because the the episode kind of ends with him getting a job as a delivery guy and and like delivering food for like this soba shop and the owners being like, yeah, this this new hire we got looked pretty sad, but he's working pretty hard. Uh, and so it ends on an upbeat note. And I was kind of reminded of that on the episode when Mihari gets sick because it's Mahiro going, wait, I've been basically had all my needs met by my younger sister. And now she's out of commission. I am in a situation where I have no choice but to be the one, like to go out mm-hmm. and start doing, like taking responsibility, uh, which I always think is great to see in a character. Anyway, um, that was just a tangent, I guess, a little thing that popped into my head as I was watching the episode, which made me like Onimai more, because I I liked that episode of Welcome to the NHK, and so I'm like, ah, this is reminding me of another thing that I like. Good. (laughs) But yeah, uh, really good. It's a good show. I'm I'm I I think I I think I brought up the general broad strokes of the show and then a couple of the specific things. So if there's any other questions I might be able to answer, now would be the time before I start just at, at, at recommending what, at it. At what point did you realize that it was a good show? Like was cuz like how did you feel like I guess initially approaching the show and like cuz I feel like the biggest challenge for someone trying to get into Onimai is like getting over like the very initial first very cursed sounding premise and then trying to like once you kind of unwrap that part and then realize like oh there's actually a couple things that it's doing um that makes it you know pretty okay compared to how it's doing on our charts um i expected it to be a slog i expected to hate every second of it when i started (laughs) and the the beginning of it fill you with did not fill me with hope like the beginning of the episode is like okay i'm filled with hope um and and, but by like the middle towards the end of the second episode i started getting a better feel for it mostly because at that point um i because because the main character is like uh, you know before he turns into a girl he's like very obviously like i am playing eroge i am i'm just this horny man child or whatever and so they started off with that and i'm like oh how much how much is that is going to carry over and there were so many chances in the first like two episodes for the show to be like yes we're gonna be a horny show get over it and they didn't take any of those chances except maybe one at the very beginning uh and i was like oh great okay this is good this is a positive thing um and then um yeah i think like towards the end of episode two i started feeling pretty comfortable with it and then absolutely um 
Yeah, and then by by the by the end of episode three, actually, episode three is the episode with the cold, and so that is the one that was like, okay, I I think I like this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm looking forward to the next episode. Was kind of was kind of uh, what I ended episode three on, uh, and then after that, I've just and then after that, it transitioned more and more into just cute girls doing cute things, and I was like, all right, this is good. I'm I'm okay with this. Um, that that's an interesting, so, I guess. For me, it, it it reminds me of like certain homework assignments where the hardest part is starting it, and then once you start it, you're like, oh, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was going to ask you because I tend to see so, yeah. screenshots from guys about this anime, specifically with the protagonist and some questionable poses. So, is it like? common thing or are they just somehow finding it easily like that's what i'm wondering <laughs> uh like a question like, like questionable poses like, I, mean... I think one of the more recent ones i've seen is like there's like there were screenshots of guys taking words like um <laughs> where it was like from the back and it's mainly focused on mahiru's butt and then um and then another one where apparently there's like another lady with just ginormous boobs and like and like how it like smushes one of the characters' yes. faces. I don't know. Like I, I don't know what's going on when that happens. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some of that, but like I I I kind of took it in as like this is ba- not a surprising amount in a show. Um, <laughs> Are we so desensitized now? Is that what it really means? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, um, there's, I mean, so the character, um, with the large breasts is, uh, Kaide, who is one of, uh, Mihari's friends, um, and is this, like, Gyaru, um, I keep saying, um, let me try to avoid doing that. She's a Gyaru, and she is there to kind of play the role of, you know, the fashionista, she has a lot more knowledge of makeup and fashion than Mihari does because Mihari does dress well and knows how to, like, compose herself, but is at heart a nerdy science researcher that when, uh, it's even brought up, which is uh, she basically wears the same outfit every day. And her response is, yeah, this is my own personal uniform of, like, I put on these clothes and I wear this lab coat around the house and um, that it's kind of just left at that of like this is my own personal uniform. It's like okay, cool. Um, whereas Kaide is like, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna, you know, let's buy you some lip gloss. Let's, uh, you know, other stuff like that. Um, you know, fashion and 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 checking all that other stuff out. Which that's kind of her role, I guess, is to be the the. This is the fashion friend, and this is the the sister, and this is the other friend. You know, everybody kind of has their niche that they fall into. Uh, in the in the group dynamic. Okay, got um, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, yeah, they're, they're probably a little bit more jiggle physics than I than I would like, but not one where it turned me away from the show because I looked at it and went, I've seen worse. <laughs> Is High School of the Dead where you've seen worse? <laughs> no, no, it's not even like that's not even like the the bar for like bad physics. Actually, High School um, of the Dead's so. fan service is just so outlandish that it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to the, if you ever go to, I don't know if you ever go to Fanimate, but there's usually like an anime physics panel where there was someone who would always break down like physics. Oh, I love the anime They, they use the high school of the dead to basically just kind of say like how much temperature like that person's body would uh, 
would exude like all the energy that would be released and like all of the ribs that would be broken from just the result of that particular scene. <laughs> the uh the physics I believe of it were um this we're talking about the one with a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet yeah. one with the chest. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, it was like this is how like they took pixel measurements, they compared that to canon heights to determine the like size. how far it was going, um, how fast it had to go to dodge the speed yeah, bullet and then, in that time frame. Yeah, and I believe, <laughs> I believe the the like the the one liner they end was just like a fine red mist. Like the the speed at which the things would need to accelerate would destroy anything that would any material. Basically, there's, any there's, material yeah, just exploding. The person just explodes. <laughs> basically, yeah. Anyway, I have not watched High School of the Dead. I have no intention of watching High School of the Dead. Um, but it's definitely not that bad. But, um, you yeah, know, it's uh, there. There are some things which I guess if you were looking for it, you could you could be like, yeah, that's kind of suggestive. Um, but most of the time they don't linger okay, on it good. very that, long. That's all I care about. I think yeah. I don't I don't care um, really if it's like a moment with a pose or anything like that as long as it's not purposefully lingering then that's all that matters to me (laughs) yeah yeah i any any other question there was uh, an interesting one which uh tweet that i saw which was kind of more a a comment on japanese politics than anything else which was like if uh mahiro wanted to change like legally change their uh their gender uh they would need to be like i think the the laws for that in japan are super archaic which would need something like sterilization which oh i did see that actually Uh, yes yeah which popped which which i'm like wow that's gruesome uh i really hope the show doesn't bring that up um and so far they haven't thank goodness uh but also kind of led me into like the broader topic of like gender bender shows in general in anime of like Okay, there's a, usually there's a convenient write-off of like, oh, somebody knows so-and-so at the school, and so we got you accepted as a different person and like a transfer student or whatever. But um, then in my head, I'm like, what did you do to the family register? There, There is civil servant paperwork that needs to be filed. What is happening? Is this like an invisible person that just lives off the grid? And all the shows just hand wave it away, which is probably because the actual reality is super gruesome. Uh but yeah, that it was a uh, something that hadn't actually been brought up until I until the show was out and people were kind of discussing it. I was like, "Huh, I hadn't thought about that before." So even outside of the show, I'm learning new things. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it, it's it's insane because like actually Japan is currently at a crossroads right now. Um, the queer community has never been as supported by the general public as it has right now. Like, I think it's just an overwhelming, uh, like percentage of people, like I like over 70%. And I think maybe over 75 actually, um, of like Japanese citizens who are polled, who say that, yes, they absolutely think queer people should have equal rights. And, the government absolutely not budging in their stance. And so I, I see that a lot because I like to follow Japanese cultural things in particular. It keeps me, I, I like having that context when I watch anime simply because at the end of the day, these shows are written from a Japanese perspective. So um, so that is something that is currently happening that's like a pretty big deal right now in Japan in all honesty. And it's um, it's interesting to see. So yeah. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been a show, uh, it's a topic that's been getting a lot of discussion, and I think that's probably why the show managed to, like, you know, the current environment, it, the folks probably were like, yeah, no, this this would this would actually succeed now in the in the present environment. I would. Sorry, I was looking at the. Oh, gone. Oh yeah, go. No, no, go on. I said I do wish that we have someone on this episode who like have seen it and or I guess really I kind of wish Jack had seen it because I would be really curious to see his perspective. I've seen very conflicting opinions on um on this show in regards to a transgender perspective which i don't think is an unreasonable perspective to think about considering a guy got forcefully body wise changed into a girl and i don't know if he's starting to feel like he is a girl now like i said i haven't seen the show so um so i've seen conflicting views about it and that's like a perspective i would be super interested in hearing from (laughs) Yeah, there's there's definitely times when um there when uh Mahiro's like, yeah, I'm kind of having a, a crisis here. Uh just like, wait, no, this isn't like how I used to think. Like my brain is definitely different than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um and then even the even the uh the opening theme song title is just identity meltdown. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. It's pretty strong words, I guess. Which, yeah. yeah, so you know, there's there's definitely a, there. I I was scrolling through the the critical reception part of the Wikipedia article, uh, which is always interesting to see. Yes. <laughs> uh, any 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 time there's a a piece of media that has a critical reception thing that's more than like a couple of like sentences is if it's more than a paragraph, you're like, okay, people talked about this. Um, there's definitely like valid criticisms about the show, um, but uh, I think to some degree. And this could be me again, like maybe too desensitized. It's hand waving it away, being like, "Yeah, it's an anime." <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff I think otherwise that would be maybe considered reprehensible, but there's so much that gets waved away because it's 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 television. It's it's fake. It's not real. Um, and while that doesn't excuse it necessarily, media does give uh, a place and a platform to discuss ideas that are uncomfortable enough that trying to like deal with it in reality, if it were to happen in reality, would be so bad that we, it would just shut down all discussion. That's true. I don't know wh- why I went that direction with that tangent. I, mean, I guess it's just because like there's sometimes you're I'm watching a show and like there's some random like 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 parts that just feel super outdated in some ways where even if it's like, wait, the show came out in like 2014 where, Oh gosh, with other like LGBT themes, I remember um, Gargantia has like one episode, I think that doesn't really do like transgender people any favors, I guess, and how it kind of presents. Um, And it's really kind of surprising because at that point it's like, um, other shows or even other i guess japanese media like persona 5 has a couple of these like gags that don't don't really paint lgbt people in like a very positive light it's very like bad or very predatory in in a sense that it's those things where i'm like i kind of expect it just because of just like the social conservatism that's 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 way higher in japan but it's still like it it kind of rubs me the wrong way in that spot where i'm just like it's not really um still doesn't feel good like i can't really like discount it like i'm not gonna say oh this the persona 5 is awful from this spot but it's also like yeah this is problematic and definitely already 
already immediately aged the game like way more than I think it already was. Like, like it's it's kind of weird. Like we're like seeing those stuff. Um, I get what you're saying, Nico. Like it's just uncomfortable. Is really all. It yeah, is. exactly. Like I'm like it's it's not enough for me to like hate the whole thing. I'm just like yeah, they definitely could have not done that. And then I've, I'm seeing in other works where I think that you are kind of getting that changing of of ideas. Where I still feel like there's small bits and pieces here and there, mm-hmm. but I think that in the last ten years, I think they've made a lot of dramatic changes i think that's been kind of cool to see Mm -hmm. and granted i mean sometimes media and stories are meant to be uncomfortable even in a bad way because they are showing a product of their time you know so Mm -hmm. that's yeah exactly it's important even in a negative way it is like weird for me to say but it is because it shows a window to that time of people's perspectives that very much existed or else that story wouldn't exist so Yeah, I, admittedly, that is kind of like, the, I feel like the tone you're doing, like, like looking back into the past, this is an adaptation of a currently serialized manga, so, like, this is very much... Yeah, different. exactly, and that's why I'm like, Persona um, 5 is like, this is current year, you know, it's like, it's like, what the heck, like, it, it, it it's like these weird little small things where I'm like, oh, I guess this is a joke that didn't land, and some people are gonna find that kind of hurtful, but um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll move yeah. on knowing that, like, I know that it's like, because because it's like not taking itself with that seriously and it's just like a throwaway thing then it's like okay it's fine like it's it's they didn't mean too much about it but like still i mean we could always we could always be pleasantly surprised at the very end though because um actually you know um not related to onimai but you know tomochan is not a girl um tomochan is a girl that one surprised me because something that was like personally bothering me in the first two episodes was how much people stress about like oh you're not a girl Tomochan. like you you need to act more girly to be a girl that really really bothers me because um obviously i have more of a personal connection with that with tomboy friends who um actually growing up will sometimes feel like they have to quote unquote like prove their own like femininity simply because they don't you know, sort of fit into the lines of what's quote-unquote considered to be a girl, per se. And so when everyone kept pushing Tomochan to be like, um, and it was made as like a joke, too, where they're like, you're not a girl, Tomochan. Like, you you have to act more like a girl to be a girl, or else he's never going to see you as a girl and stuff. And I'm happy to tell you that they completely flipped that on its head. What I thought was just some gags and some jokes and they actually kind of stopped pushing for it later so i was like okay that was just an uncomfortable dialogue for the first two episodes that i got through and i don't have to listen to again but to my very big surprise is at the very end of this episode if it basically was like actually no she's always been a girl and you know the guy she had a crush on always saw her as a girl and he just personally wasn't ready yet to see her as like a potential girlfriend because he's been enjoying his friendship with her so much and he's scared of losing that and that's all that really was for and he felt he actually felt really bad like quote unquote pretending um to act like he misunderstood her confection as like being platonic he he did like apologize for that even because he was being cowardly and he knew that and 
it was really nice. You know, it was a really nice flipped on the head moment of something that I thought was just very outdated jokes at the very beginning. So we never know. These things that you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and are outdated could very much well turn on its head at the very end. If, you know, I oh, yeah, saw sure. evidence for that. So that's really nice. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Having having uh, having read uh, Tomo-chan like, and knowing kind of like the plot, is it's it's it is heartwarming. And definitely at the beginning... Um, I, I started reading it after a lot of chapters had come out. And if I had like started reading it when it first came out, I would have dropped it because I was not on board, uh, quickly enough to like keep reading it. But after a certain point in time, you're like, okay, never mind. This is fine. I'm going to keep reading. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Um, I was like, those first two episodes were just filled with, oh, Tomo-chan, you need to be more a girl. And I was just like, just shut up. Don't, don't say that. That is actually personal. Like I, I didn't struggle with it, luckily, because I wasn't, like, a tomboy, but I was good friends with tomboys who have struggled with it. So, like, so there is a personal sort of, like, hurt from it and uh, discomfort. But then they stopped it, and I was just like, okay, great. So it was just, like, a weird thing that they were just going to do at the beginning, and they'll just forget about it. And then they didn't, and they actually made it all the way better (laughs) in, in in like, a full circle way. So, um, and I'm really hoping for you know, Onimai to do that if that is the case for those moments that are uncomfortable and stuff like that for certain people watching that could be hurtful, like it ends up turning itself on its head. That's the best way to um, end this sort of things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. I, I need to set aside time to do it. Um, trying to catch up on all my work uh, that I put off while my parents and family were here. So once I get that done, Anime time, mostly so I can actually finish before the season ends, because, uh, yeah, it's the week 10 chart that we went over this episode, and that means that the season is coming to an end soon, which means that we need to start gearing up for next season. And There is four shows. anime coming out on the very first day of the first next month that I am going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking out. I'm, there's, there's so many good shows. Next season starts next yep. week. <laughs> yes, yes. Bury me in the ground so I can be free. Gosh, oh, no. I'm so I excited. should count how much anime I'm watching. Wait, what are you for? Because I know I have Gundam on mine. I know you haven't you haven't watched Gundam. Oh right, more Gundam. Gracie, and then. Uh. Hey, no, I, I, I'm about to count. Let's see if I'm going to be dead next. Guys, I have gotten so good on the bicycle. My legs have never been stronger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Wait, there's 13, a new ranking of kings thing? What the 14, heck? 15, what? 16, 17, uh oh, 18. I didn't uh-oh. know that. What the <laughs> 19, heck? 19, uh oh, 20, 21. 22. Oh my god, wait, Ancient Mages Bride season two? Like, I've been in, in a rock, man. This whole season, I like completely. Oh no. I didn't I'm like this doomed. season overall. They're, so now I'm like, oh. I'm doomed again, guys. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm laughing because I'm looking at everything coming out next season, and I'm like, all right, didn't finish the previous season, so I'm not going to start next season yet. Didn't finish the previous season. Go. 
Oh my god. Birdie Wing? Oh, so I'm not watching that. I, I couldn't handle it. That one's actually it. good. <laughs> I couldn't handle it at the very end. But I do think the main couple is pretty cute. Well, they're both very hot. But, you know, they look hot together. So. They're hotter together. <laughs> we'll have to do another episode for, like, next week of, like, things that we want I to I think I saw a really this. great tweet about how the character designs for specifically the two main girls are very much, like, female gaze. And I do agree because, like, I, I mean, I couldn't really describe it. But the second I saw their designs, I was like, "Oh, I like these two's design." I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> so- it's like it's like that mix of like not knowing if you want to be her or not. Because yes, that's exactly it. Like I saw them and I'm like, oh, "They're gorgeous." I want to just admire them, but I also like want to look that way. <laughs> so- <laughs> um, but yeah, the character designs for those two girls are just amazing. I love it, but I hate Goff, and I, and, like, number one, I hate Goff. Number two, I already don't like sports anime. And then number three, I definitely cannot stand, like, the old-style sports anime, which is what Birdie Wing is like, so. Yeah, superhero, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at this and going, I'm watching two. Because all the rest, I'm either not really that interested in, or there's sequels that I haven't finished season one of. I'm still checking, like, okay, the only other last thing I'm trying to remember is if there's the very very last batch for attack on titan because i'm waiting on that that's not this season yet i think it's like is it summer when they're doing that later because i watched the first batch and i was like holy crap this is like this is great and now i'm gonna be like time to watch the worst ending of all time according to some people because i don't know yeah. how it ends, and i'm gonna be wait which one Attack for Attack on Titan because the first batch came out. Oh, from... that's right, that's right. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I can see how this, where the story is going to go. I think in the last hour of show that we have left. Um. I so like, I'm did. gonna finally have my closure, of being like, did people actually genuinely dislike this ending, or was it just like they had a completely different story in mind and they just didn't didn't get what they saw from like the last season on i personally think it's okay i actually found it to be a little more predictable than i was expecting so that was my uh critique of the story but i didn't hate it per se so um we'll have to we'll have to talk about it once it comes out because like yeah i mean i'm not watching it because i i talked about this before but specifically the arc in the third season of attack on titan is the one that i like adore so that was the only one i genuinely watched um but um, but I did read it, so I do like know how it ends and stuff. I think it's fine. I I I just thought it was a little more predictable than I was expecting. But um, I've seen different opinions about it. I actually think it's really interesting at how different the opinions can be, which is just like really exciting for someone like me who really really loves to read like different people's perspectives. <laughs> so uh, so that's been very fun on my end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I can tell already that we're going to be having a very spirited set of episodes in the next oh, coming weeks. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and end it, James. Sorry. We've, like, gone <laughs> I'm like, new topic. We're going to scream okay. about Gundam. Ah, but it's actually just me screaming about Gundam. But I can't. It's just going to be Nick screaming <laughs> yeah. about Gundam. No, Nick. Nick, it's okay. I will. Uh, he said, lying through his teeth. Find a way to watch Gundam before nah, the second nah, I'm gonna phone up my starts. buddy, uh, the other half of the buddy daddies, and that that is Agnesa. That is, <laughs> those are, we'll just be yeah, like, we'll have, to, but, but we'll have to have Good you two job, do another bonus. <laughs> I I just made that up like on the spot. I didn't tell so. Agnes. I'm gonna tell 
no. Okay. All right. And with that, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Anime Trending <laughs> Podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, next episode. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at AnyTrendsPod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Konochiyoda. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Nico the Neko on Twitter. And Gracie. Um, uh, you guys can find me at girltaku underscore AT. I, I, I don't use my personal Twitter at all. <laughs> my girl taco Twitter is my personal Twitter. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll probably find me this week just retweeting nothing but Resident Evil 4 remake stuff because I finished it like two days like after playing it for like the last three days and so now i'm totally ready for the new game coming out and i'm super excited for tomorrow excellent give us a rating uh if that's still a thing and uh we love you all i guess uh we'll see you next time all right guys thank you bye